1: And welcome to another episode of the Blues Focus podcast, airing every week on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. I'm Kieran, your host for this episode, and with me this week, I've got Elliot and Dan. Uh, we're going to start with the disappointing defeat to Bournemouth on Saturday. Dan, welcome back onto the show, for the first time in a while. I'll come to you first. With your thoughts?
2: Yeah, thanks. Um, as soon as I seen the line up, really, I was thinking room for a long game. Uh, um, I was hoping for a reaction. From the Wicking game But I think I think the lineup Sort of cancelled that out Straight away It's uh am trying to be as optimistic As I can Going into every game But as soon as I've seen No disrespect to him Boyd wants playing left-back When he isn't He isn't a left-back I thought we for a tough road yeah. And I love Kifton But it's been a few years Since he was He should have been That starting eleven. But uh, I think I think The fight was there but the lack of quality was really, it was really obvious. And Bournemouth, they applied and They're a good side. They'll be up there. But it just shows how far away we are sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, Elliot, you agree? I take it. You you was hoping for a draw last time we spoke.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I said, uh, like uh, Dan said, I'd... Uh, when I saw when I saw the lineup and the formation, I thought, "Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a long afternoon." Um, I think they played quite well, um, to be fair to them. And I think their chances, and like Dan said as well, like just a, the quality um, just was lacking, unfortunately. Um, and in terms of the starting eleven, I, I I didn't quite understand forty months fan at left wing back. Um, we've seen the last couple of seasons, Colin, uh you know, move over to the left side when we've had injury problems. Um, and he had Cogley on the bench. He had a good game at Preston. Um, so he could have quite easily slot in at right back and we could have probably reverted to um, four at the back or continued with the five at the back. But I think that's just, uh, I think that's where a lot of uh, the supporters are getting a little bit frustrated at the moment. There's no, there doesn't seem to be any sort of, uh, you know, continuous Use of a set formation or a system at the moment—it's chopping and changing all the time—and and unfortunately, like when you, you get a player like Boyd Munts, he—you he, know—making a debut in the championship, he, he's not coming into a set, settled uh, system or formation. So, it's, it's made incredibly more difficult for for a young player to come in and and play his own game. So that's uh, just really frustrating, really. I mean, <clears throat> bit of the
1: the match stats for you here, so. Um, 38% possession. We actually had uh, 15 shots, only three of them on target. Uh, 13 key passes, which is the exact same amount as Bournemouth actually made. Um, we attempted 25 crosses as well. So, obviously, the, the aerial threat of Djokovic, again, um, quite a telling part of our game. Uh what else have we got here? Interesting ones. Uh one twenty-five aerial duels defensively. Committed 17 fouls, which I think you expect when you've got Kifton in the midfield. I mean, I think it's interesting. You know, we've, we've touched on in previous weeks, we've discussed definitely Bournemouth Premier League quality players all through the the spawning of the team still. Uh, Brooks, obviously, a step above. Um our uh, sort of level, realer, realistically. But moving into the international break now, good time for Karanka to work on a few things and try and finally nail down a favoured formation and line-up,
2: do you think? Uh, I think we need it. I think we needed the international break, definitely, because there was the injuries catching up with us and suspensions, losing Clyton to injury and Sonjic to then suspension. And I think San Jose, although I'm a big fan of his, he his leg, he looked really leggy in the last two games. From the second half of Wickham and into that game against Bournemouth, he, he needed to come up, but there just weren't there weren't options that would come on. Like David Davis. in Karanka's ordeal world, he would be nowhere near the bench. That was just a situation we found ourselves in. And I've seen a lot of complaints about on Saturday. While we're all our best attacking players on the bench. And as a fan, when we want instant results, it is frustrating. But like, we're not there, are we? We don't see that they would be playing if they didn't need the rest, I'm sure of it. So it's one of them. It's, it's frustrating because we all want instant results. But I'm trying to go with the fact that I know some fans will be annoyed when I say this, but I'm trying to calm myself down this year and go, yeah, it is a project and it's going to take time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, we've we've discussed, haven't we, earlier on the previous shows about <clears throat> the uproar on Twitter every single time a result doesn't go in our favour. Um, which you'd have thought we'd be used to by now. Uh, to be honest, we've with all without Karanka. It, it's the way the club's been for years, isn't it? We're, we're a yo-yo club in terms of results performances. We've never been consistent for probably since going right back to the hutton years, really. But interesting tweets here. So um, someone tweeted, "I can't stand this project talk." Does anyone actually think next year we're going to see improvement in hit or challenge for top six, bottom half if not good enough for my club project or no project? Um, someone else just says, "I can't. What, I can't understand why fifteenth is classed as progress uh, when you finished 20th, 20th season before. Pretty sure five places above his." progress but there you go Um, someone else tweeted and said a reminder of our recent league finishes uh, 19th, 19th, 17th and 20th in the past four years even if we finish 15th this season it's still an improvement, so many overreactions amongst our fan base at the moment based on whether or not we've won the last game so in essence Elliot, 15th clearly an improvement on the season before and obviously a work in progress
0: yeah, of course. Like we're talking eleven games at the moment. Um, it's, it's, I hate the word project. It isn't a project. It's not it's just bollocks. Like he's eleven games into a three-year contract. You know, it's just early days. That's all. It, this is all that, that is. He doesn't know his best team. He doesn't know his best system. He doesn't. At the moment, I think he's just he's, he's a bit of trial and error at the moment. He's, he's trying to work out his best his best way of going about games um, and he will tinker from game to game depending on who we're playing um, as we've seen when he's played against Norwich and Bournemouth you know he has been quite set up, quite defensive five at the back um, especially from home as well he's tried to set up that way he's tried to use utilize two strikers at home whereas away from home he's not been trying to utilize two strikers so he's been he's been trying different systems um, but yeah, it's not a project. It's just early days. It's eleven games in. But I think we've got to give it till Christmas, at the very earliest, and, and analyse it then and see where we are. If if we're if we're entrenched in the bottom three, uh, New Year's Day, then it might be time to start thinking. Okay, what what can we do now? Because you know, but we're nowhere near that at the moment. Um, so losing three-one to Bournemouth and having a bad ten minutes. Against Wickham is definitely uh, not the time to panic. I think.
1: I mean, Dan, we've we've not had you on the show for a couple of weeks, obviously. So just get your thoughts really on the season so far. Um, what what um, do you think? You you know, it'd be interesting to get your point of view. You're not part of the Twitter meltdown, are you?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, again, after every after every defeat, I've tried to sit back and. Uh, Right, stay calm, you know, because we've we've had worse. We've been in worse hands than Karanka, and I know that don't give him that don't give him excuses for everything. Like how oh, he don't manage because Karanka's a good manager. There is times when it's when he's at fault because he's not perfect. But um, started. I think the thing that almost made us expect too much at the start was when we beat Brentford. It was great at the time, but looking back, it's almost like. We uh, that set us up to fail almost that next time we lost a game because it'd be like, oh, well, we beat Brentford and now we can't even do this. But it's one of them. I do agree with the project talk, actually. um, um It is early days. It's not a project. It is early days. That's all it is. But um, I think Karanka's even, the reason why he is tinkering so much is because he's not setting, he probably hasn't set targets really for himself this season at all, apart from just to have an okay season. He's probably trying to see what his team's capable of in any situation, in any formation. And again, as I said earlier, for us fans, it's frustrating because when it comes to Saturday, we don't care about project talk or early days. We want to win. So, But looking back at it, we've had some good moments beating Preston, showing character against Huddersfield when they equalised later on. some A good draw against Swansea had some bad moments, but again, early days, and I 'm not going to panic. I think I think the problem is the reason why we panic so much is we're very patient with poor managers, but when we have a good manager, it's like sometimes we expect it to click straight away, so when it doesn't, we're like, oh what's going on? but we just got to stay calm and hope for, uh, hope for things to improve quickly I mean <clears throat> you say. It's true, obviously. We, yeah,
1: we all want to win the game. We want to win every game, don't we? But it's 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 early days, as you're saying. We've got to keep our feet on the ground, we really. can't be realistic. And let's just say, for example, it's a two-year project, as, as some people say. So this year is about stabilising the club and making sure we just don't go into the final day expecting to go down realistically. Next season, then, is obviously about building on that top six challenge or, or whatever it might be. Realistically, this isn't going to be the squad that could potentially take us up out of the league, is it? So, is it a case of he's looking at these players ready for January, ready for the summer and saying, right, you're good enough to be in my squad when I make the top six push. You're not. Either, you know, your likes of Boyd Muntz, he's obviously assessing him. Uh, David Davis, like you say, looks like he's going to be showing the door come January, I'm guessing. Kifton Beld, he's trying to get a, a feel for how he fits into the side. Can he do what he wants Sunyich to do when he's absent. So there's a lot of question marks over a lot of players' heads still, realistically. But then obviously you've got the likes of Seddon out on loan who shoots come back as well. Can do doing the wing back role very well for Wimbledon again this season. So I suppose we aren't going to really know much from this early part of the season, are we? But I mean, Personally, Elliot, what do you what what do you think? What changes would you make to the squad coming up in the weeks coming? Really, what is it about time he nails down a first eleven now?
0: Um, yeah, of course. I think it's difficult. I think we've obviously we've been hit with a few injuries, a suspension as well uh, lately. I think it's imperative that we get Friend back as soon as possible. I think we look a lot more um, solid at the back. He's a lot more vocal than what we've got at the moment. Um, obviously, we need Pedersen back. Um, Clark Salter to come back as well, fit. So, we've got options to come back soon. I think, You know, it's, I think it's difficult and it's, diff- it's, it's difficult to criticise Crank at the moment when you've got, you know, a lot of players in and out of the sides with fitness problems and, and whatnot. Um, to say, oh, why are you not playing a settled team when he hasn't got a settled team at his disposal? So... I think I'd, I'd like to see us become a little bit more solid at the back as we have been uh, previous to the, the last two games. Um, so, and I'd, I definitely would like to see us play a similar sort of starting line-up, sort of at least in a couple of consecutive games, just to see what they can do. Because they've got two-week break now. They've got, a, they've got a bit of rest. So I'd like to see them come back. I'd like to see us come back and play a settled, perhaps not a settled system, but... Uh, you know, at least eight or nine players play consecutive games would be nice. Uh, At least maybe, at least nine players. So just one or two changes here and there, not three, four, five changes, which we have been seeing.
1: Another interesting tweet that I've just remembered uh, from Saturday. Uh, Just to get your opinions on it. Uh, someone said Maxim Collan is shite time and time again, constantly out of position. Ooh.
2: Discuss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wrong. Yes, yeah, it's just it's just not true, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I don't I, I don't even know how to go into detail with that. Uh, he wasn't at his best last season, Collan, but I actually think he's I think he started the season quite well. Yeah, but again, as I said, as I said before this started, this is where. Um, we miss fans in the stadium because if you just look at the if you just look at the picture on Twitter, it looks bleak all the time, doesn't it, on Twitter. The second you can see the goal with the worst team in the world. Whereas in the normal world where the fans are in the stadium, you know, you probably wouldn't be hearing things as drastic as what you've been seeing on Twitter, but you know, that's the Twitter world for you in football. It's it's I think it's key to have a bit of
1: realism about it as well. Let's be honest, we've just lost to a team that's kept the majority of the players that very, very nearly stayed in the Premier League last season. Yeah, they came down. Obviously, they they weren't good enough over 38 games, but Brooks, uh, Josh King, Solanke, Lerma, all these players are Premier League players, aren't they? So, we, we weren't good enough on Saturday, but... There's no real shame in losing to Bournemouth. It's not like we should have turned them over 4 or 5 you know, we, we I'd imagine uh, we'd have all been happy with a point before the start of the game. Let's be honest, no one was realistically going, we're definitely going to win this. So to see the meltdown on social media again was, uh, I was going to say surprising, but it doesn't surprise me anymore. To be honest, the weekend game, I understand people's frustrations. New promoted team, never played a championship before, 1-0 up with 10 minutes left. So, you know, yeah, that is frustrating. But again, still no cause for a mental breakdown.
2: Well, that's it. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Obviously, I'm not saying that they're not. But um, I do think sometimes on Twitter, it's more looking for a like than actual what they're thinking or it's what they're thinking in that second, what they would normally stop themselves from signing probably in the stadium. But, you know, it's one of them things. Yeah, I mean, one key about it,
1: uh, Scotty Hogan finally getting his first goal. Can... Yeah, yeah, think he can kick on from here now, or hope he can kick on from here now playing off, uh, off Jukovic at home by the looks of it for most games, so it'll be interesting to see if they can
0: uh, find what they had pre-lockdown, I suppose. Yeah, i been saying it for a while we, we need the pre-lockdown Hogan to return rather than the post-lockdown one. Um, he's obviously come out today and said that he hasn't had pre-season, or he's lacked pre-season, so he's not up to full fitness, but and you can kind of see it in his previous performances that he's he's been off he's been off the boil a little bit. He's not he's not been reacting to chances. He's not been, you know he's been miscontrolling passes and stuff. He's not really not really been there, is he? But um, now's his chance now, and, and to to prove us all wrong in the next sort of three or four games. Hopefully he can go on a little run now and um, start scoring. But he's definitely a confidence player, and like a lot of people say, once he gets a goal, it, it'd be all right. I think would be he'll start scoring now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just he's come out today, hasn't he? Done a done a um, well, he's spoke to the Blues website about his season so far and says obviously he had no pre season, you know, he's he's kinda of finding his feet under the, and getting used to the way Karanka wants him to play. So that goal will do him the world of good, won't it, moving forward now you can you just hope that he can kick yeah, that gives him that kick that he needs to really Find his form again. You know, like I say very very often more often than not, you see confidence players, once they get one, they get five, six, seven, don't they? Like you did last year for us. So let's see what happens. So ooh, what's that? Um three wins in twenty-two at home now.
2: Um so next question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's uh right. Mean, Got Coventry away at
0: home in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, technically at home, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Something to look forward to.
0: Did as well, did, I believe. Yeah, Did anyone see the stat today on Twitter? Uh, they, they reckon that we've lost more home games and, uh, than we've won in the last 10 years. Uh, I think we've lost 75 and we've won 74. Bearing in mind we did have the Clark era Where we didn't win at home for a whole year um, so Yeah, probably Yeah,
2: yeah probably no,
0: that's ske- the point Skews that date a little bit, doesn't it? Um, but yeah it just, it just, It's definitely something we need to improve on I think it's just at home for a minute Like We just, you know, away from home I think we're, we're okay But it's just at home just,
2: and it, For some you know, reason like, we did Sorry, carry on
0: No, no, go on, that.
2: I was just saying, for some reason, we do still seem to think it's a fortress, don't we? For some reason. Every time we win, we go Fortress St Andrews. But I'm probably even looking back to, obviously, the Hewton days, but probably the McLeish days, since it was really a fortress. And, like, you know, when we used to bring the big boys down, Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea, they wouldn't wouldn't come away with a win, would they? We'd at least get a point off them at home. But things like that, you know, now it's become... Bottom of the league will rock up at St Andrews and take away the three points for the last how many years.
0: Yeah, it's what it's just a bit it's a bit worrying, that's all. Like it, it's definitely the home form is definitely the concern, it needs to improve. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, another interesting just found a few more tweets to mention part of the uh, the meltdown. Well actually this one's not really part of the meltdown. So next four games, Coventry away, Luton away. Millwall at home and Barnsley at home. Um, how many points do we take from the next four games?
2: Twelve.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Happy with what? Seven, uh, eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll be realistic. There, um, mm-hmm. I'll take, I'll take anything. Yeah, seven, seven. I could live with six. But, you know, seven, yeah, seven, anywhere around there, I don't think we can be too too disgruntled with, really. I
1: mean, yeah. Coventry, Coventry away, technically at home. Luton away. Millwall and Barnsley at home. Millwall always seem to and beat us at high place, don't they, let's be honest. Barnsley, on a good run of four. Luton, doing better than they should be. Coventry being Coventry. So, if you're interested, the next four games will be very interesting to be able to judge what we're actually capable of this year because they're the teams in and around who you'd expect to be in and around us in mid table, with maybe the exception of of Millwall, who seem to be doing uh, better than I'd like them to be. Uh, another one for you. I wonder how many fans will still be saying it's a work in progress when we don't pick up points against Coventry, Luton, Millwall and Barnsley. We have a good enough squad to pick at least seven points out of them games. Time for the team to stand up for once. It's
2: a work in progress.
1: Time for the team to stand up for once. So, obviously, scrap what you just said, that we showed character against Huddersfield, because we didn't. Yeah,
2: yes, it's gone. Um... That. uh, I I do agree with the point that like one thing I'd say sometimes um, looking at some of the subs that Karanka's made and then we might have conceded and it looks like we're playing defensively I'd sometimes argue that that must just be a mentality setting some of the players because I think it might have been Huddersfield obviously we got away a bit in the end but winning 1-0 was still bringing on offensive substitutions was still bringing on attacking charges so I doubt he would bring on attacking charges yet, so I'd go on and defend when we have the defensive options on there. But I do think sometimes, because our form's been that bad, um, when we're winning, we go, Right, let's not lose. That I do think that's like some of the some of the old players in there have got that mentality of, right, we need to win. Just don't concede. I mean it's interesting to see that
1: obviously um Started to leak a couple of goals in the games where Roberts and Dean have been paired together. Again, they just seem to be a partnership that doesn't quite cut it, really, which is no knock on either of them to be honest. Good players to have in the side in the squad, but we're really just crying out for to Clark Salter to, to get back to fitness and
2: get I think, back in I the think... lineup. I do think Harley Dean is a lot better next to someone who's more composed than he is. When like no disrespect to Mark Roberts, but he does make me feel nervous sometimes. Like because I don't think it's anything he can help, it's just the way he moves and like, you know, he's he can be quite clumsy. But um you know, I, I do think like when George Friend's next to Harley Dean and he's he's all he's a leader as well, isn't he? So he he helps control the defense. I think you see a lot better of Harley doing as well, and a lot better of the whole back four when someone more calm is in there as well. Yeah, I think he's I think Roberts does spark that <laughs> chaos back there,
1: doesn't he? Sometimes. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, Roberts is a uh, he's a quality defender in the air, but on the deck very susceptible. Right? Like, like Van said, like it's. Sooner we can get back someone with a bit of uh, composure at the back, like George Friends, who's a bit more vocal as well. Ding's just a far better player. We've already seen it. So, and a Clark Salter as well, so that'll just uh, boost our options there.
1: I mean, that's a solid back five, isn't it? Average in goal, Colin, Dean, Clark Salter, Friend at left back.
0: If we went with that? I mean, I, I, the, I think Harley Ding's. Had a good season so far. I wouldn't drop Harley Dean from uh, the centre of that defence. I, I would probably put Clark Salter next to him. Um, and I would probably put Friend at left back. Mm. Um, in my opinion. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the five at the back. I'd rather just go back to the four at the back. So it would be Clark, Clark Salter next to Dean and then friend at left back and Colin at right back and then um, San Jose sat right in front of them. So we can go into that five at the back if we need to, under a lot of pressure.
1: I mean, how many times over the past few years have we tried to adapt to this five at the back and it just doesn't seem to to work for us as if for whatever reason we tried it under Zola, tried it under Clotet. I mean, Clotet scrapped it after about two games,
2: to be fair to him. Really after, lost a full, season of work. <laughs> after a full pre-season of working on it. I suppose it's,
1: you've got to have the right players for it, haven't you? That's the thing. You've got to sign with the, the idea that that's what you're going to play. I don't think Crank has never really played that. So, you know, I don't think he signed the players to play that. It's just a case of he's, he's trying out anything and everything right now to try and get the best out of what he's got. Yeah. But like I said, so I think over the next few months, or next few windows at least, you, you're definitely going to see... Karan could put more of a stamp on 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 what he wants to do. Again, um, it's going to be a lot of players out the door. I mean, one rumour we have seen um, inbound, though, uh, Joe Piggott, striker from <clears throat> AFC Wimbledon. Uh, is it six goals and four assists? I think he's got this season so far. So something that excites you, Dan, in January, if
2: we could, if we could get hold of it. I'm not going to pretend that I'm. You know, when we get linked to a player, all of a sudden you know everything about him. Um, <laughs> so I don't know really <laughs> if he's doing okay in of League One. Fair play to him, but I'm not going to pretend to know anything about him. So I, I can't really answer that one.
1: I suppose the problem with some Blues fans is they just don't want us to be linked to a player that's in a lower league than us. For a start, off they just see that as a backwards step, don't they? When You've been linked to the likes of uh, Alexander Pato on a free contract, I suppose. <laughs> that can happen, but Elliot, same boat. Not, don't really know much about him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of him, but yeah, didn't know. I didn't. I thought he'd been around a lot longer. He's only what 26, so um, I don't. I don't know. We need. it's Difficult. Um, we do probably. We are striker light, we, as we've already said. So why not? he's going to be a cheap option from League One. Was it League Two? League One. One. Um, Yeah, he's going to be a cheap option. He's scoring goals and assisting goals this season, and why
1: not? And then one uh, interesting thing that we did on Twitter this weekend, uh, which uh, I can quote was an actual lol, uh, was Elliot decided it was a good idea and, and, and I completely agreed <laughs> that we've done our secret favourite drinks. No copyright on that, I don't believe. So um, before we discuss the results, I'd like to apologise to anyone upset and salty about this particular thing we've done, especially to Elliot, as I know we wanted Blue WKD to win. So we went with Lambrini. Uh, we went with Classic Smirnoff Ice, we went with Blue WKD, we went with White Lightning Cider, which I'm pretty sure everyone drank back in the day. Um, and the winner of round one was the Classic Smirnoff Ice. Um, unfortunately, they don't sell it in Aldi when I was doing me little shop earlier, so we can't drink to the winner, which, uh, again, not something I've ever seen anywhere else, so... We need some suggestions for the next round. I think the wrong one, to be honest. <laughs> it's fake news. Fake news. We counted all the results. We didn't stop, stop the, vote. the count. We didn't stop the <laughs> count. We let it go all the way. 102 votes, 36% to Smirnoff. I was saying so, you know, a solid 30 odd people at least voted for that. They're wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Adam, for your information, says he wants Frosty Jacks in the next round. <laughs> but obviously, you can't put Frosty Jacks up against White Lion inside. You've got to have at least one cheap cider option in there, haven't you, really? Definitely. Other people didn't quite understand what he was saying. Someone said, Is this a piss take? No, look at the options. It was clearly 100% authentic. Uh, yeah, other people just not quite understanding what we're trying to get out but never mind. We'll carry on, carry on, dust ourselves down and go again for the next the next show. Sounds like a Steve Bruce,
2: that sounds like a Steve Bruce coming, that does.
1: Yeah, we'll get we'll our dust, boots on.
2: Dust ourselves down, yeah. We'll get our how's boots the, on. And. <laughs> how's, how's the bacon, did you say?
1: Yeah. Please no throwing cabbages at us so if you don't like the
0: results. I don't
1: know shot now so you can't get your bed sheets I <laughs> <laughs> don't know I think they'd be protesting our opinions on the game more than anything else
0: <laughs>
1: yeah pick that up again next time I'm sure well I mean, it's
2: great to have you back
1: on the show again Dan thanks for coming
2: on cheers thanks for having me yeah, fortunately Fortunately,
1: he's <laughs> done, done, done more than Callum does. <laughs> Turns up four minutes oh. and then just leaves, blames his internet. So, I mean, he's been about to put up with him this show, this this episode. So, every cloud. <laughs> That's about all we've got time for on this show, anyway. But thanks for joining me. Uh, as always, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, get us your questions on the socials at Blues BluesFocusPod. Uh, we'll be sitting down again. After the Coventry game, as we've got an international break, uh, be sure to keep your eyes peeled for some more interesting polls. Uh, we'll get some more deals together. Until then, be sure.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.